Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, we're going to go over into the book of Genesis here, uh, chapter 6, and in quite a few little places. I want to talk to you about Noah. Noah listened to God, right? Noah listened. In- interesting character, this Noah guy. Uh, and he may be a little bit like you. I don't know. Uh, but uh, those of us who follow Jesus uh, should, should uh, meet the situations that we face with faith. That, that's not always easy to do, right? It never really is. Uh, but we have to be able to learn to meet them in trust of the Lord, that what the Lord is guiding us to do is the best, and, uh, and that He is available and willing to help us. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 7 tells us this about Noah. It says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. So we find the Holy Spirit... Uh, through the writer, he's, he's, encouraging, uh, he's encouraging the people to trust God and to be faithful uh, to his purpose for them. And we all need to be able to trust him. And, and if you find the benefit of these, these uh, accounts that the scripture gives to us, you have to let the people of the past speak to you. We all need to allow those people of the past to speak to us as we look into the life of, of, of Noah here, and Noah was a guy that was willing to listen to God. He was on the edge, evidently, right? And evidently everybody else just kind of looked at him, must have rolled their eyes and looked the other way. Uh, but circumstances change in our world, but the Lord still remains the same. He is not affected by our circumstances we must be willing to be willing to follow him and allow him to speak into our lives. And what what uh, what uh, this guy did, and uh, what uh, what he he did was kind of kind of a, not erratic. It was pretty methodical, really. If you think about it, it wasn't it wasn't just a, a just a thing he just thought of? Hey, I think I'll build an ark. No, the Lord spoke into his heart, and then he spent a long time doing what he did. He spent a long time of doing this, building this ark, and he was willing to follow the Lord in this. And we have to be willing that when the Lord speaks into our hearts that we follow by faith, that we respond by faith. Today we're going to listen to Noah here who built this ark in faith. But not only in faith did he do it, he did it also in obedience to the Lord. Uh, And true faith is going to cause us to be faithful to God and to fear him We know the Apostle Paul said this over in Romans chapter 3, verse 18. He said, there is no fear of God before their eyes. And he was speaking about people who didn't believe in the Lord. And uh, they didn't have that holy fear of God or that, uh, we may say, respect of God. They didn't quite have that. We understand that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We need, we need to be able to remember that the Bible contains many promises for us, 
And these promises are made to those who, who trust God, and we need to recognize that His Word is, uh, has so many warnings for us and to help us get in the right direction, right? That, that's just what He does. He's trying to get us down the right pathway. And probably most of us, like Noah, have recognized and responded to the warnings of God. But maybe it's been big ones, maybe it's been little ones in our lives. And how would you respond to the Lord if you knew that He was warning you? You know, how, how would you respond to Him? You know, Noah here, you, uh, would you be like him? And step back and obey, or would you say, oh, I don't know about, would we, or would we be like Jonah? Would we be like Jonah, you know? He decided, decided to run the other way, and we know what happened to him. Wasn't the greatest kind of situation, uh, but we don't want to be that way. We want to be like Noah and listen to the Lord and follow through. And, and uh, or we could be like Noah's neighbors. It seemed like Noah's neighbors just blew Noah off. It's like, whatever, you're crazy. It's really not much different than it is today in the time that we live. When people talk about, as, as Jody mentioned, the coming of the Lord, the return of the coming of the Lord, and you'll hear people say, oh, I grew up in church. I have heard that for so many years. Whatever. You do. There's a lot of people like that. A lot of people who are even Christians that would say that at times. And I think we have to be able to step back and we have to recognize the fact the word of the Lord is true. And he's, he's bringing things together here. We don't want to blow off what the Lord uh, is saying to us in the warnings in our lives. Genesis chapter 6. Let's look there together. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. He says, this is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence and God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people of the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all the people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and I'm surely going to destroy them, both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of a cypress wood, make rooms from, uh, in it, and count, uh, coat it with pitch inside and out, this is how you're to build it. The ark is to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high, and make a room, a roof for it, and finish the ark to within 18 inches of the top. Put a door in the side of the ark and make, uh, make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under heavens, every creature that has breath, the breath of life in it, everything on the earth will perish. Uh, but I will establish my covenant with you. See, we find here another covenant at this time in the Old Testament. We find an, another covenant, the Noahic covenant. And you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You're to bring into the ark two of all living uh, creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. And he goes on and he talks about that. And then you see in the last part of that, or at least verse 22 there, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. I, I think for us as followers of Jesus, we want to be those people that uh, if, there, if there was scripture written or if, if somebody was writing down 
some, uh, uh, in a diary of their life and around us that maybe if they mentioned us that they would say, Mike or Bill or Fred or Tom or Gene or Jan, uh, that, that they, they did what the Lord asked them to do. Isn't that, isn't that uh, what, what, you, uh, what you want for uh, a, a, a eulogy or a, uh, that, the, that the Lord, you did what the Lord wanted you to do? So as we go through this, we understand that God warns us of how we need to live. He warns us. He tries to guide us on the right pathway, always guiding us and leading us in the, in the right place. And uh, we, we can find uh, very early on in Scripture how the, that sin is so destructive. And uh, from the beginning of time, God has warned mankind against uh, the, the nature of sin and how, how, how it can destroy. But... He says over in Genesis, he says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat it, you will surely die. And we, understand, we know the story of Adam and Eve and, and how they, they ran the opposite direction. And then they're hiding out because they were, it's like, oh, Can God see us here? You know, I don't know. And, and so Adam and Eve, they didn't follow God's warning. They, they heard him, but they didn't follow through. And for us, we have to make sure that we keep our ears open to the Lord and then follow through. It's not easy, right? Not always easy. Sometimes it really is, but sometimes it's not because maybe we have other plans. <laughs> what does the scripture say? Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord, it will stand, right? See, we may have different plans and we may want to do this or that, but we have to allow the, uh, the counsel of the Lord to stand. He will do what he needs to do. Genesis 3 tells us about their unbelief and their fall under the destructive power of self-will. But th their attitudes and their actions uh, of unbelief really affected them. And not just them, it affected the whole human race. And here we are, right? <laughs> here we are. And uh, the, the Bible records God's continuing activity to save people from the damage done by going our own way. And the wonderful thing is, is that Jesus came. He came for us. It doesn't mean that we, still, we, don't, we no longer battle those things, but we do know that it means he died for us in our place so that we could be forgiven and have that relationship with God. And that, that is key for us. If, if we respond to God's warnings, if we accept his invitation with confidence, we can uh, be set free from our own destructive way of living, right? And it's a wonderful thing that God gives to us. But there's, there's some risks that we have out of all this. There's that risk of per, being personally unaware, not even noticing what God is saying or what God is doing. God alerts us. Uh, concerning the risk of our own ignorance and not, not knowing, not being aware. There, there's, and, and he says, there's that way that seems right in demand, but the end, and his, and the end leads to death. Proverbs 14, 12, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but, but he that listens to counsel is wise. See, God continues to say to us through the word, that we don't want to be deceived. Don't be deceived. We don't want to be pulled away by other little things around us that can limit our lives and limit what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. So God, God, we know that God's justice is going to happen in the end, right? We know that that is going to stand. 
God's word is plain about that. And we have to, we place so much emphasis on the love and mercy of God in our day and time that at times we forget the other portions of his nature, which includes justice. I think our problem, though, a lot of times is as human beings, is it's like, Lord, we want the justice and we want it now. So uh, we've seen it in our days. We've seen it in days gone by. We, you know, it's always kind of been the case. And so you got a bunch of witch hunters out there, so to speak, you know. And for us as followers of Jesus, we recognize we don't, we don't want the justice for, of, against us, right? We want the justice against others, but God is simply just. So he is going to handle it in the way he needs to handle it. Sometimes it takes a while, and we must be patient. We must be patient. We must allow the Lord to work through us. We know that God is he's, he's a moral He's a moral God. He's moral. And, uh, and, and the, even the universe is opposed to uh, things that bring uh, ignorance uh, towards God and who he is. Our own selfish goals by nature bring judgment into our own lives. And, and many of God's principles are known as something that, that uh, work things out on their own, if you want to say. It means that they, they carry with them their own punishment in some sense. Uh, and the tragedy is that our, uh, if our neighbor su- uh, suffers, uh, they, uh, they don't necessarily suffer just because of their own wrongdoing, but they may suffer because of our own wrongdoing. Uh, and so that's just a reality. Now, that is not popular at all in our world. Uh, most people try to stay away from that, and, and they like to say, because we have this individualistic society that says, what I do affects me, doesn't affect anybody else. Well, it's just not a reality. It's just not quite true. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, we were, I was working in my house, getting some, do, uh, some uh, shrubbery out of, uh, of the front of our house uh, here this uh, last week, and so I'm, I'm getting this out, and I noticed those shrubs, they, they don't uh, stay only on our side, but they stay on the neighbor's side too. So whatever I do with those shrubs, not only does it affect our side, but it affects their side too. So now I've got to plant grass on their side because those shrubs are gone and now it's just dirt on their side and just dirt on our side. You would think if I'd have dug those shrubs out that it would only be dead on my side, not theirs too. The reality is it doesn't work that way, does it? The reality is, is what, what happens and how it affects us ends up affecting others as well. And so we have to be willing to allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives and recognize, yes, that what I do may affect others. Each of us as individuals, as families. Have you ever noticed God's warnings in your life? I think most of us would say, yeah, we have noticed them. And they come in different ways, don't they? We, we know they come in different ways. He, he speaks to each of us in different ways. And, uh, and the Lord speaks in ways that usually that we can understand. And if we don't get it, he comes back again to us, right? Maybe you're not as dull as I am, but sometimes he'll do that with me. Maybe he'll kind of nudge me on something, and then he has to come back and nudge me again and, I, th- I wonder if sometimes he kind of does this to me when I'm sitting there. Are you there? Are you there? 
And I think that we all have to be able to be open to what the Lord is saying to us. And he, he may use others. Uh, he, can, he can speak into our lives through the word of God. And we must have the scripture because honestly, if we don't have the scripture, uh, if we don't understand what this, or at least allow the scripture to speak to us, how are we going to allow God to really speak to us and give us some clear guidance? Psalm 119 verse 11 tells us this. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See, it's important for us to, to memorize some scripture, to have some of that down in our heart and down in our minds. And, and so that the, that, that the Lord has something to do, deal with when he reminds us. Right? He needs, we need that word in our hearts and minds so that the Holy Spirit can speak to us concerning things in our lives. Sometimes he just speaks through the preacher. Sometimes he speaks through other friends and family. So he may even speak to your next door, through your next door neighbor. You know, God does some different things, but ultimately we need the guidance of his word. It is so important for us to be able to really follow him. He may warn you through somebody else's catastrophe. Occasionally we see events that because of people's carelessness and it makes us step back just for a minute and say, you know what, I need to think through this and I need to talk to the Lord about this. Does this relate to me? Do I, do I need to allow the Lord to help me move my direction or change what I'm doing so that I can follow his plan in that? And so we all, we, all must, we all must be willing to allow him to speak to us even in difficult times. It's, uh, have you ever watched the America's Funniest Home videos? We used to watch those. And, and it's kind of funny because they always bring this, uh, uh, this one gig out, so to speak. They, they always bring out the, the trampoline videos, right? If you've seen them, you know what's going to happen when they get on the trampoline video. There's going to be just a couple different things that happen. And one, usually you'll have, why is it that guys, why are we this way? We're just daring, I guess, or crazy. I'm not sure. But you'll, you'll see the one guy, he gets a ladder, right? And he leans it up against his house. And then he climbs up on the roof of his house. And then he jumps off the roof of his house onto the trampoline. Well, you know a couple things are going to happen. He's either going to rip right down through that thing and land on the ground. Uh, or he's going to fly up and, and be thrown off and go to the doctor at the ER or something uh, because of his crazy actions. And, and so we learn from that, right? I, because I've learned from that one. I've decided we no longer have a trampoline. I've decided that I won't jump off the house onto the trampoline. Jody didn't even have to tell me that. I watched it on American yeah, the videos. Paul, you know, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he had something like this in mind when he said this. Brothers, if a man's over, overtaken in a fall, you which are spiritual, restore them in the spirit of meekness, uh, considering yourself so you aren't tempted. And so in other words, being careful, say, you know, you could, you could uh, do the same thing. Uh, you, you could be tripped up by that same type of deal. So there are, there are many wrecks along the roads of life, right? We know that. That's just, that's just a reality, and they can warn us if we're willing to notice and listen to the Holy Spirit. 
And we need to be able to listen to him before any of those kind of things happen in our lives. We need to allow him to speak into our lives. You know, God can warn us through a person. He can use other individuals around us. It may be, uh, be in the form of advice or maybe an exhortation. And, uh, and just to try to encourage you not to run in that same direction that you were running down. And we all need to let others to be involved in our lives. We don't want to be an island to ourselves because if we're an island to ourselves, we're fishing by ourselves, right? Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to uh, get all the food we need and light our own fire. Uh, we're, we're there by ourselves. We need some hands, right? And that's important. That's why it's so important for us as a body of Christ to be able to stick it out together so that we can encourage one another and so that we don't run off the, off the, uh, uh, the, the wrong way, the other direction from the Lord. You know, sir, somebody may come to you and say, hey, you know what, I, I think you shouldn't do that. You know, I, I think it's not a good idea to do that. And, hello? There it is. <laughs> hey, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, so anyway, um, now if I can get back my train of thought. So they tell, they tell you not, you shouldn't do that, but maybe part of it is, is their personality too. So you know that, hey, their personality is coming through, and maybe what that is doing is kind of saying, you know, you really shouldn't do it that way. You have to do it this way. But there's still truth in what they're saying, Right? There's still some truth in what they're saying. And so what, is that, what should that make you do? Should it mean that you should just, uh, uh, just spit out all that they say and just ignore it and go the other direction? No, it means you probably should step back a little bit, chew up the meat, and spit out the bones. In other words, we need to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives, and he may use other people. And then we need to be able to step back and say, okay, Lord, what out of this are you saying to me? But we do have to take it as a matter of prayer and talking and interacting with our Heavenly Father because he may be saying something that we need to listen to. And so God has placed his spirit within us. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit of promise, right? If we've come to faith in Christ, we know that he sealed us and his spirit is alive in us and we need to allow him to speak to us. Let's look at something else about Noah. Noah responded, he responded to God's counsel. Noah was one of those guys, though, that he was in the early stages of this world. And uh, it seems like that things were pretty rough, and he was one of the few that was putting their trust still in the Lord. Uh, so from the time of Adam until then. And so Noah trusted the Lord. He took God at his word. He didn't assume that the Lord was, try, was just speaking to, to just to hear himself talk. He wasn't doing that. He knew he was not just trying to frighten him. That was not the purpose of the warning. I think sometimes we mix that up, don't we? We mix that idea up of, of a warning comes to somebody's trying to scare, but that's not really the issue. That, that's not what he was doing. He's trying to guide him in the right direction. And, and the Lord was concerned about, about his people, and he wanted the best for them. And I think if we grab a hold of that part in our lives, if we understand that he wants the best for us, it will help us to live out our faith. So that when we open the word... Uh, he, spe he speaks to us, and we're more willing to listen to what he has to say to us. 
really, uh, you, you know that, that God was giving others the opportunity to go with Noah on the boat. We know that's the case from the, from the, from the transcript, from the, the, uh, the text that we have this morning. We, we know that that's the case. God wasn't just saying, you know what, I'm just saving you guys only. I don't care about anybody else. Not really. That's not real. There, there was another side of that, too, that he wanted others to come in. That He was giving them the chance to believe in this. It was really the Lord's redemption at work. Problem wasn't with the Lord and his judgment or his justice or even love. It wasn't any of that yet, but many people want to ignore God's purpose for them. Uh, we don't want to ignore God's purpose and, it, and it's the true joy in life is being used for a purpose, recognized by yourself as a great one, and being thoroughly worn out before you're thrown on the scrap heap and being a force of nature instead of just a selfish person complaining that the world will not devote itself to make you happy. You know, we have to understand, we have to be, understand that it's more than just about us, right? We're all as individuals, as followers of Jesus, well, God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. You have a purpose. And you may say, I don't know how God can use me. You have a purpose. God can work in your life and through your life. I think sometimes too many people, they, they hang up their coat and they say, Lord, you know, I don't know that this is the thing that you want me to do. God has a purpose for each and every one of us in our lives. And that purpose is for good. He wants to work good things in us, and he work, wants to work good things through us. So we know that Noah was moved with holy fear. So the, that the NIV says it that way, that he was moved with holy fear. It was a godly type of fear. It was a good thing. It was not, it was not just scared of the Lord in the sense that he wanted to run away from him. It wasn't that kind of thing. Noah had a reverent respect for both God's uh, truthfulness and his ability uh, to follow through with what he said. Uh, and Noah was moved by this holy fear for the welfare of his family. And, and so what did he do? He ends up building this ark. He did what the Lord asked him to do. But Noah had to listen, didn't he? We must listen. We must allow the Lord to work in our lives. And I know this one is a big one. When we look at Noah's and the ark, we think, well, that's a, that's a big one. That's a, that's a once in, a, in 40 centuries or something. You know, you think, you think that's, that's just a miracle God did back then. But we all have those arks in our lives. Each and every one of us have a time that the Lord is saying, build an ark. Now, I'm not saying he's going to tell you to build an ark. But, but, but he, I, what I'm saying is there are points in our lives that each and every one of us as individuals need to allow the Lord to speak to us to do the things that he's called us to do. All of us as individuals. Now, that one for Noah was probably a once-in-a-lifetime thing that he had to deal with. But we all have at least some once-in-a-lifetime things that we get to deal with, Right? We do, we all do. And the thing is, is I think we're mistaken when we think that the once-in-the-lifetime deal has come to the end, and then that was it. It's just not that way. 
God has other things for us along this road of life. Sometimes those, you know what the sad thing is, is sometimes the, the, the once in a lifetime thing happens. The person gets through that time and then they're like, they're worn out and they say, okay, I'm done. I'm done. There's no more of this now because we just did the big thing. It's kind of like a person that wins one of those Academy Awards or a, uh, an Oscar or something like that. I don't know all those things, but they win something like that and it's interesting. Or maybe they win the Super Bowl or something like that, unless you're Tom Brady, that guy. Never mind. And, and so uh, it, they, they get to the pinnacle, right? They get to that once-in-a-lifetime thing, and they're like, oh, it's all done. What's left for us to conquer now? But I think we have to realize that part of life is just living the everyday as well and recognizing that, yes, we may have those once-in-a-lifetime things that we get to do, but that's not the end of living. Retirement isn't the end of living. Uh, starting a new job isn't the end of, of, of living. You know, all of those things, we have something to walk out. We have our faith to walk out. We have a life to live out. And there are things that God has put in each and every one of us that we would be surprised if we will tap into him and allow him to speak into our lives. We all have those one-time one life things like the, like the ark. But believe me, if we only lived for the ark all the time, then we may be missing out on all the things that God wants to do in our lives. Don't live just for the big moments. Don't live just for the big times that God has said, I want you to do this and it come to pass. Be willing to live for God in the small things. When the Lord says to you, I, I need you to do this. I want you to speak to this person on the, on the, uh, on the bus. Or I, I want you to speak to that person. Or God put, gives us little things like that. Or maybe says to us, I need you to just to step back a little bit and allow me to refresh you and renew you. There are so many things God wants to speak into our lives. Noah listened. Noah listened to the big thing. I'm sure he listened to some small things too because he had a lot of work. And he had a lot, could you imagine building that ark, the labor, the intensity of the labor that went into that, and the thought that went into that as he's putting that together? You know, he's got to get all this, what, gopher wood or cypress wood. He's got to get all this, these things together, and then he's got to cover the thing in pitch. He's got to build all these levels. Sure, he's got some family there with him. He's now, he's, he's an interior decorator, he's an engineer, uh, he's a woodsman, he's doing all of these things that he has on his plate that he has to do, uh, and then he gets through that, and sure, he, me he messed up too, didn't he? If you look at the rest of his story, yeah, he, he made some mistakes in his life, but the fact is, is we need to be willing as followers of Jesus to allow the Lord to guide us on a daily basis. Let him guide us on the big things, but let him guide us on the small things too. I believe he has a plan for each and every person in this house and a plan for you that's online as well. We have to understand that God's plan is for good. 
You know, the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. He also says in Proverbs 9, 10, he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Then he says in chapter 14, verse 27, it says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Some great, some great reminders that we need to have the fear, the re respect, the reverence of the Lord. Sure, there, in some sense, there is that holy fear there. As, as we bow down before him, the, he's the king of the universe. He created it all for us and for himself. We need to be willing to allow the Lord to speak into our lives. And we need to be willing to follow through even when it's not the big thing even when it's a small thing. Would you stand with me this morning? Noah listened. We have to ask ourselves, will, will we listen? We know that God's message is still for us today. The word of God is still for us today. It hasn't changed. It still is a powerful message. It's from God himself, and it's a powerful message for you and for I, uh, for me. We have to follow him. We have to believe. We know that God cares so, so much. He, he's not going to ignore the way we live, but he loves us and he cares for us intensely and he guides us. It's kind of like the, the rudder on a boat. He's, he's, uh, he's kind of that rudder, you know, he's guiding us through life. We need to be willing to allow him to guide us. We need to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to speak in our lives and be willing to then follow him. Lord God, as we, as we walk through this daily life, we, we know you do the big things. We know you do some spectacular things, but Father God, you also do some wonderful things just each and every day in our lives. And I pray that Father, that you would help us Help us to keep our focus on you so that we can listen to what you are saying to us. Father, we pray that you would clarify your, spirit, your word to us on a daily basis. Father, may we not run our own direction, but may we, may we run your direction. And like Noah, he put his face down to work and to build that ark and to accomplish your will, and he did it. And, and Lord, uh, the cool thing was, Lord, you partnered with him because you shut the door. He didn't shut the door. You shut the door. That was his miracle. Father God, you'll do the miracle in our lives. You'll shut the door for us. But only when we follow your plan and we listen to your voice. Father, may you help us today as we choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. May you put your faith and your trust in him. May you follow him and listen to that still small voice that he speaks to you.